This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to being those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of this show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been an exhausting time in Holland for us. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. Christina has been sick for the last nine months, primarily experiencing nausea and seizures. I recently spent five days with Christina for a seizure study at the hospital, three days with Jeff for his back surgery at the hospital, and one trip to the ER with Christina because of a reaction to some medication. Christina, when she's sick, she always asks me, Mom, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Oh, what a frustrating question. But I have her titration schedule. Basically, it's a nine-week schedule, that, and she loves calendars. So I'm able to point to the calendar and say, this is what we're doing about it. It's not easy, but this is your nine-week schedule. And when we get to the end of the nine weeks, you will be off your old medication and on your new medication. And I sat her down on the bed a couple weeks ago, and I looked at Christina, and I said, Christina, we can't stop your old medication you will get very sick. And she looked at me. She said, well, I die. (laughs) I laughed. I looked at her. I said, no, you're not going to die. Um, And so what I did is I used hand motions. I said, okay, your old medicine, I lowered my hand. We're lowering it, the oxycarbazine, the lamotrigine, we're raising it. And when that happens, hopefully you will no longer be dizzy. But If truth be known, yes, Christina, everyone checks on Christina to make sure that she's okay at night and to make sure that she is actually breathing. (laughs) It's just, even grandmother, everybody, you just go in there in the dark and look. But we have a great show today. We have representatives from the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities self-advocates, and the professionals that serve them. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. 
That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today we have Misty Polero and Tasha Littles from the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that they serve. Their focus is on the educational needs of students with disabilities. Please tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved with the Family Network on Disabilities. Misty. Hello, Julie. Thank you very much for inviting us here today. I am so glad that you can make it. Um, I am a parent training coordinator for Family Network on Disabilities, our parent support network program that covers the Central Florida area. I moved down here about 10 years ago, and when I was going through my separation, and I have three boys. Oh, my. Yes. um, My (laughs) oldest is now 25. My middle is 16, and my youngest is 14. Um, And when I transitioned down here, I wasn't familiar with what resources were available. And I was lucky enough to um, to find Family Network on Disabilities was only four blocks from where I was living. And at the time, I didn't have a car because I was transitioning. Yes. And um, it was a walking distance away. And I called them up and they had some volunteer positions available. So I came to them. It was a week before Thanksgiving in 2000. 2010. Um, And I started volunteering with them. And about three months later, a position came available to be an administrative assistant for two out of four of the programs that we have at Family Network on Disabilities. So I was excited when I heard that job opening. And of course, I applied for that position. And I was hired, thankfully. And I've now been with the organization for eight years. And it's been a wonderful path because it's given me and my children the tools that we've needed to succeed in the educational setting. Um, everybody at our organization, our parent, person, or caregiver ourselves of somebody with a varying ability. Right. So to have that connection and to have that family is just an amazing experience. Yes. And Tasha? Hi, I'm Tasha Littles. I am the Director of Parent Support Network. And how I found out about Family Network on Disabilities is in my county, I sat on a lot of different boards and a lot of different councils after my son was diagnosed. And in talking with one of the members on my council team, they mentioned Family Network on Disabilities. So that is how I found out about Family Network on Disabilities. Wow. And what is your background? Oh, professional? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I was reading a little bit about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I'm a mom. That's my first <laughs> first and foremost. But my background is prior to working for F&D, I worked in my community, volunteered. I spent a lot of time in um, advocacy and um, helping families through the IEP process, um, going to IEP meetings, sitting down with them, basically doing a IEP academy or an IEP clinic, which right. we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but that is what, that's, that's a little bit of my background. Wow. Well, I'm amazed because I met Misty, I believe we met maybe two years ago. I came, I went to a, Mm -hmm. I went to a disability fair and I was at the tail end. I thought, wow, this is amazing. But I just, you you have no idea, but this is so amazing. All the things you have. And just when, when you first go to the website, all the languages, I was amazed because you even have you even have literature in Russian. Yes, we have literature in, in Russian, Creole, 
Spanish, Portuguese, and English. And one thing that isn't on our website is that we also have um, a Braille machine in our office. So our families that are visually impaired, right. we can create documents and materials for them um, so that they can view it in Braille. Right. Um, could you please explain to the audience exactly oh, yes. <laughs> what <laughs> family, what the F&D is? Oh, sure. Um, family F, um, family Network on Disability was birthed literally in a, a NICU room with Jan LaBelle and Rich LaBelle in 1985. So they have been in the community for over 30 years at this point. Um, we provide resources, um, I believe it's over 15,000 resources mm-hmm. every year to the state of Florida. Under the Family Network on Disabilities umbrella, we have the Special Needs Trust, we have Family Star, and we have our three PTIs, our Parent Training and Information Centers. So we have Poppin, Parents of the Panhandle which is in North Florida. We have PSN, um, Parent Support Network, which is in Central Florida, and PIN, Parent Education Network, which is in our sub- southernmost part of the state. In PSN, we cover 20 counties but 21 areas because okay. one of our areas has two school districts within that county. Um, so we make sure that we provide resources and we provide trainings, workshops, and just overall support since we are parents and we and we have children with varying abilities we we walk in the shoes with our families so yes being a nonprofit 501c3 you know and as Tasha yes, just mentioned me. everybody in our organization um, our leadership board of directors everybody there is a parent um, person or a caregiver of somebody with a varying ability so as Tasha just mentioned we we walk that path yes. and we're that support for the families um, that aren't sure what's available out there. Right. Well, I always like to say this isn't a club that you choose to join. No. It, you just, you find yourself in, in it. And that's why I, I thought that. was, <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I thought it was so interesting when you said how it was started. So this couple have a child, the child's in the NICU, and the child has special needs, and they have no idea what to do, where to go, or what resources. That's right. Yeah, and, and they went and to the hospital and asked if they had a support group, and they did not have one. So then they started their own in the living room of their home when they lived in Dunedin at the time. Yes. Um, and from there, it progressed to bearing a parent center. And we've been lucky enough to be awarded these federal grants now for 30 years to be able to assist the families from birth to 26 years of age. So our funding comes through um, the Federal Department of Education Office of Special Education. Yes. And, and that's very important that we are federally funded, so our information is vetted. So mm-hmm. it goes through a certain process before we um, push it out to our communities. Right. And this is also in other states, correct? Yes. Um, parents, well, Parent Center Hub, that's the website that you can go to, parentcenterhub.org. Org. Um, anywhere in the United States or in U.S. territories, you can go and find your parent center. Usually there are only there's only one parent center per state. Florida is lucky enough to have three parent centers to serve our families. Yes. Um, and I believe the other state is Texas has four and California has three. But we are fortunate that we can serve all of our families. And when you mentioned earlier about the our materials being in different languages, because Florida is so diverse, we have over 300 languages that are spoken here in the state of Florida. So yes. being able to just being able to provide five different languages really helps us at least you know, reach out to our community and they have a better understanding as well. Yes. 
Did you want to add something, Misty? No, she did a wonderful job with that. <laughs> Trying to speak in the cam in the microphone. <laughs> well, what's so amazing to me, like you said, all your resources are vetted. I'm just amazed at the resources because you have the national resources, you have Florida resources, you have, and we're going to get into all these mm-hmm. resources. But you have a, a sound library, you have social story library, um, and if the audience doesn't know what I'm talking about, we'll get into that in a little bit. So let's take a break. And I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Misty Palera and Tasha Littles. We are discussing programs offered by the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that they serve. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Misty Polera and Tasha Littles. We are discussing programs offered by the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that they serve. Tasha, please give us an overview of all these programs. Sure. Thank you, Julie. Um, We have the Family Star Program, which is geared toward helping families that have complex medical needs are their their students. So in an IEP, you have a, a health care plan. But if your health care plan needs more, um, let's say, meat right. <laughs> added to it, um, <laughs> right. then our Family Star program is there to help you put those things in places. Or put those places, yes. Put everything in put place. Put everything in place. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, we also have our pooled trust program, which Mr. Richard LaBelle, who is our CEO, is an, in charge of. We have our parent to parent that allows us, but we have rolled it into our um, parent training and information, a lot of our workshops. Um, and every single program, Poppin, Parents of the Panhandle right. in the North, PIN, PIN, Parents Education Network, and Parent Support Network, we all have multicultural outreach coordinators. We have yes. Hispanic outreach coordinators. We have parent training um, specialists, and we also have youth advocates. So, our youth advocate and parent support network is Caitlin, and Caitlin does a wonderful job of going in and assisting students who who have varying um, abilities just kind of navigate their what what their trajectory is. Right. So so she's showing them how to be successful, whatever their challenge may be, exactly. and how to work through different environments from school to work or whatever their goals are. Yes, and she does a wonderful. She also does presentations, which we'll we'll get into a little bit later. But she gear they're they're all geared towards students who have varying abilities, and they are able. She's she's really good. Um, she's a really good presenter, so mm-hmm. she's able to read the room and see what um, students need what, and she always leaves with um, 
the students having a greater understanding of what she's speaking about. Yes, and what's nice about her being in youth advocacy is that she's youthful. She's youthful. <laughs> That's okay and, right there. <laughs> and, and, and because she is a person with um, a disability herself, she has a greater understanding of what the youth are needing at that time because she has walked in their shoes and she has she knows, okay, this is what you need to do in order to be successful. I bet she gets a lot of interesting questions and people talking to her after the session Mm -hmm. about what to do next. It's very helpful for young adults who are transitioning um, and learning self-advocacy skills and self-determination and being that piece at their IEP meeting and being able to give the input on what they want to do after high school, because it looks different for every young adult. Yes. But having that confidence and having the knowledge of how we're going to accomplish what we want to do. And as you said, having another young adult helping you down that path is really key. (laughs) Yes. It makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And the ability to see yourself being like that young adult. So that makes a big difference. Now, the Family Star program, I was looking at that, um, the fact that they come in and it could be medically needy or a medically fragile Mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. Correct. And with IEP, I think in the beginning, IEPs were very difficult for me in the beginning. (laughs) It's a learning process. It is. It's very scary in the beginning when you don't have any knowledge. It is. Yes. But that's why we're here, the Parent Support Network, to sit down and teach families to understand individuals with Disability Education Act so it's not scary to them, so they can be that key player at their meetings. Right. And what I'm impressed about is you cover all things for those families, whether you have a seminar on Welcome to ESE, mm-hmm. that's special education, uh, transitions, understanding ADHD, whatever their situation is, whether maybe they don't Maybe they're doing a Section 504, not an IEP. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. something specific to health, maybe allergies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you help all of those families out there with that. With but the even the families program. that aren't sure, they have questions. Those undiagnosed children that, that parents aren't sure what to do. And they're, right. they're getting those calls or they're getting those, those grades being sent home or they're having those concerns and they're not sure where or what to do. Right. Even those families, walking them through that path of, you know, those early early interventions, early early strategies, early... Yes, we, we have a workshop based um, going from an IS, IFSP, which is the Individual yes. Family Support Plan, to an IEP, an Individual Education Plan, and it's yes. geared for our, our, our younger families. Zero to three years old. Yes, and I saw your present... You also have a presentation on RT. Response to intervention. Yes. Yes. And this is important for families out there that there may be, they're not sure that they have a special needs child. And that's kind of where I was. And I can remember getting, um, I had volunteered to be the class mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the, the teacher, she was all excited about it. But after she had been with my daughter for a while, someone else was the president. I kind of relate to that a little yes, bit myself, I know, Julie. I, know. I really could. Yes. And then I just became so obsessed with Maria being able to write her name. And if she could just write her name, and if she could write her name, then maybe they would let her stay in the class. And those, I suspected all these things because I was going through it with her younger sister, Christina, whose her disability was greater. But if I had someone like you guys that I could have called and would help me navigate through that, and what's different today is used to you would immediately do testing, but they start with the RTI. Correct. This is for children that are older, right? Like if you're already in kindergarten and you're in the 
school system. It starts at the public education age. So, so when a student can enroll. It can, run, it, can, it can be done simultaneously. Can you explain RTI and what that stands for? Sure. Response to intervention. So response to intervention is falls under that. This uh, is Tasha talking. Yes, this is Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> falls under that MTSS system, which is the multi-tiered support system. Yes. And the state of Florida, we have this. You've seen it everywhere. It's a triangle. Yes. A pyramid. And it, a pyramid. Yes, mm-hmm. a pyramid. And it has three different tiers. So the first tier is what everyone does in the entire school. The second tier, whether it's academic or behavior, because it can go right. for both. Mm-hmm. The second tier is, you know, we we might have to make a few changes for a few for a few children. So this is what we're going to do for the set of children. And then the third, which is the top part of the pyramid, is more um, focused. So right. those would be students who have behavioral intervention plans. Now right. your RTI is being taken, which is a fancy word for data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. being taken through each of these steps. So if your child is in that first tier, then they're taking data. If they're in the second tier, then they're taking more data. And if they're in the third tier, they're taking even more Lots data. Lots of data. So if you are suspecting that your child does have you know, uh, a specific learning disability, then you can start the IT- RTI process and ask them, hey, where's the data? And and um, request an evaluation yes. for um, looking at those specific learning. Now, needs. let's explain to the audience, Tasha, when we say data, what yes. we're talking about is is how your child is reading, how their math is going, how their behavior is in the class, whatever their situation is. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting with RTI is the approach is that we're going to try and help this child in the environment that they're in right now. Yes. So right. we're going to have them go to the reading specialist and we're going to see if we can't get over this hump by working that way. And so by looking at it, so what you're saying is as a parent, you're voicing your concern and the school Mm -hmm. will be able to tell you whether your concern is founded based on the data that they've been collecting. That just sounds so big brother. (laughs) It does. But but parents, um, have a, a, a really big voice, too, because yes. they're collecting data at home, whether they know it or not. Yes. Observing their, their child. Their classwork, their yes. report cards, their progress reports. That's the data right, right there. Right. It's a fancy word for everything that we're accumulating on the coffee table. <laughs> yes, yes. And, that's so true. And, and the refrigerator. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, too, with the data, what, what parents don't realize is, especially, for instance, children that aren't real verbal, you are that data for the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. They're asking you those questions and working through the program with you with that, with RTI. Oh, yeah, because you're seeing how your child's coming home at the end of the day. You're the one that's reading their behaviors, how they're responding. Yes. Yes. So what we've talked about here is earlier um, at the beginning of HBA school year, I do a program from zero to 22. Mm. So we just talked about FND. Yes, FND. FND. The, the, um, where you have a plan from zero to three. So mm-hmm. if you know your child's special needs, then you get the help. Then, early if interventions, yeah. Right. And then from zero to three, you transition to your IEP, where you're now in the, years of age. Right, in the public school system. For free, appropriate public education. Exactly. Yep. And then you go from there. So the IEP is your tool for the rest of your educational till your child turns 12. But before you're in the IEP process, we would go through until the, your child turns. exits out of school. twenty-two, right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and but before you go into the IEP process, if you don't realize that your child has a challenge, you would look at what we call RTI. Correct. And, and, and it's just 
an acronym, but basically we're looking at where your child is and how to help you in the current environment. Yep. And, and speaking of acronyms, yes. I was going to. We we have a brochure on acronyms because <laughs> ESC World <laughs> is ABC Soup. ABC <laughs> Soup. There's no shortage of acronyms, um, so we put together a brochure. It's one of our materials that that we have um, in English and in Spanish about the most used um, special needs. Acronyms. And it is you can get it right off our website um, as a link, as a PDF or or paper. We can mail it out to them, whatever they prefer. Yes, but it's accessible in multi ways. Yes, well, the sheets that you have because you have the downloading sheets mm-hmm. and just that one. There's over a hundred acronyms that are unique to special education. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you also have. Um, Books you can download. Tip books. Yes, and I'm going to download the transition tip book. I'm using it right now. I have a 16 year old. It's it's just weird. Sometimes you think you know everything. Actually, I'm My oldest is 25, Julie, and and you don't. We were always learning. I don't think I know everything. No. I mean, there's always something, and there's always a curveball somewhere. Well, why don't we break and continue this conversation on the other side? I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Misty Polaro and Tasha Littles. We are discussing programs offered by the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that serve them. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Two six three seven, or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. I'm Julie Ames. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. An organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that serve them. Misty, can you tell us a little bit about some of the workshops that you do as a parent teacher. I would love to. Thank you very much. Yes. You know, not only connecting families with resources, but um, doing workshops for parents and um, the Individuals with Education Disability with Education Act. So our, yes. our goal is to educate families. We do workshops starting off in the early education with IFSP, and um, that's the... Um, Individual family support. <laughs> so sorry plan. about that. That's for the young children. <laughs> yes. That's for the young children from zero to three. Zero to three, yes. And then we start the transitioning into special education for the families. What does the evaluation process look like? What is RTI response or intervention? What is your child's learning style? What is a 504 and an IEP, an individualized education plan? What are your students' rights? What are your parental rights? Um, then we go into our transition workshops. We right. go into self, self-advocacy self skills, self-determination, tips for acquiring a job. Um, we do diversity training workshops. Caitlin, our youth advocate, and myself had a wonderful time this past year going into classrooms in Hillsborough County and Citrus County doing workshops with third grade classrooms on um, diversity awareness and, and disability awareness. And, and the kids were actually able to see what it's like to have a visual impairment. See what it's like to have a hearing impairment. Um, Even ADHD, like I have, you know, what it's like to be getting a little, you know, um, excited in the moment. 
So it was really nice for the kids to understand. In the beginning, you know, nobody understood what we were saying, so it right. seemed when we asked. So, does anybody have a disability? No hands. By the end of the training, my brother's got this, and my uncle's <laughs> got that, and you know what we do? So it's really nice to go into the classrooms right. and educate the kids so they can see. Um but the parents, you know, we deliver these workshops in a variety of ways. We do everything on our social media, on our Facebook pages. Yes, I'm amazed at what you have there. We, we know as the State Parent Center and our CEO, Richard LaBelle, sits on that family engagement for the state of Florida. Right. And we know how important it is, but we also know as parents how hard it is. Right. It looks great to go to a workshop to be educated. I want to be educated. But the night of, dinners, <laughs> homework, Stress. We we know right, life right. happens. So right. we have come to realize that you know what we're going to bring it to you. Right. So we do workshops. Our our state conferences are even put on on Facebook. So we do these workshops. Whether it's on social media, is it face to face with a parent at a Starbucks, at a park, at a library? Right. Is it at a parent support group? Um, knowing that we need to deliver these and the parents are able to um, get the information that they need. All our workshops are written at a fifth grade educational level. Right. And as we shared, we have Hispanic outreach, so we can bring those workshops to our Hispanic families, multicultural, the youth advocates, and then myself as the parent trainer. So, if And that's just some of them. <laughs> right. So, Misty, if you're a parent out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, my kid's zero to three, mm-hmm. my kid's three to five, I don't think I have, need an IEP, but hey, my kid has allergies, maybe I need a 504, what, what do they do? Who do they talk to? Do they call you? Do they... Or, Yes. Tasha. Yes, right. Julie. So why don't you give them the information? We'll give it again later, but sure. I'm sure there are you, people on the waiting. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, our number is 727-523-1130. Or you can email us, of course, Tasha at FNDFL.org, Misty at FNDFL.org. But how... Can you repeat it one more time? Sure, sure. In case someone just website. got their pencil. <laughs> yes. Sure. It's Our phone number is 727 727- Five two three one one three zero, and our email is well. My email is Tasha T O S H A at f n d f l dot org. Misty M I S T I at f n d f l dot org, and you're always welcome to go to our website www dot f n d u s a dot org. But going back to your 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 question about starting out. When a family suspects, Um, I've been fortunate that my son, who gave me permission to talk about him this morning, because um, he was diagnosed um, at two years old, a little over two years old. And how I found out is his child care provider said, hey, you know, (laughs) I I think we need to talk. (laughs) And I think I want to bring these bring up these this to your attention. So the day that we received the diagnosis, he is on the autism spectrum. The day we received that diagnosis, of course, we got another diagnosis, but he was he was taken out of daycare because they didn't have the tools, um, tools to support him. And that is what led me on my advocacy journey Wow! Um, and finding that information. So we were able to go to some of those early intervention places like early steps that we have in the state of yes. Florida. Then we went through Child Find. Yes. And then we went through, then we went, then we got into the, the, the school system. So right. we were able to get those interventions in place. So that's another benefit of calling our organization and speaking with one of us. It's because we 
have we've all had different experiences, but we've all walked through some part of this right, ourselves. Right. Well, mm-hmm. how about you, Misty? Myself? Yes, as far as how you came about with your own experience. This started back in 1999 with my oldest son, who's now 25 years old. I was a young single mom at the time, and my son showed signs of ADHD. <laughs> um, but yes. it was typical, you know, he's a typical boy. He's just going to, you know, he'll grow out right, of it. Right. Um, school started, and he's swinging off the sinks in the bathroom and, and, <laughs> and energy, ball of energy. Sounds so familiar, Misty. <laughs> um, so I attended IEP meetings, but I'll be honest, I attended. I was not part of. I didn't know until I moved here. Right. And my path with my middle son, Matthew, was totally different. Um, I knew at three he had autism, but nobody would listen to me. Um, So I got one diagnosis first, then another diagnosis. And until I started working at FND and got my mentors there that taught me that process about um, private evaluations and taking my son and having a full evaluation done is when we found out. And my son, who I asked to share his story this morning as well, um, my son got... um, Got the acceptance. He knew. He knew finally. Yes. He got that aha moment, that wow. Um, so so he was 13 when we got that diagnosis. Yes. Well, it's a um, relief. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But before that, it was ADHD. We have central auditory processing disorder, anxiety, dyscalculia. Uh-huh. Uh, my oldest son has mental illness, bipolar, PTSD. So as Tasha shared, we right. have different at our organization, we have different paths that we can share with other families. Hey, please explain to me what dyscalculia is. Dyscalculia yeah. is actually a um, cognitive math disability. It's um, life without numbers, as they call it on TED Talks that I watch. Yes. Um, but it's very interesting because some people think it's like um, dyslexia, where they see numbers backward, but no, it's not. It's actually where they're not able to understand lengths of time, concepts. Yes. Um, so my son, um, due to that having a cognitive disability, he receives education in our public education system a little bit different than other students on the access points curriculum because right. um, our state now has standard diploma option, no more certificate of completion. Yes. So it's been nice to have FND at the forefront of my um, challenges. my challenges and helping me with my resources for our children. Yes. And, and for people, I remember years ago reading an article about a lawyer that had dyscalculia. Mm-hmm that argues on a regular basis education court cases to the Supreme Court. And yet, if you asked him how old he was, you had to hand the phone to his wife. Wow. My son uses music for length of time to understand how long it gets to get from one thing to another. He'll put his his iPod on and listen to music for, that's how he frames time music, time. It's fascinating. It's pretty interesting. Yes, and your disabilities don't have to limit you. Nope. Uh, That was the reason for bringing that up. Um, I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Misty Polaro and Tasha Littles. We are discussing programs offered by the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that serve them. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. 
I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Misty Polero and Tasha Littles. We are discussing programs offered by the Family Network on Disabilities, an organization that offers free help and information to families of students with disabilities, self-advocates, and the professionals that serve them. Tasha, tell us a little bit about your resources because they are amazing. Thank you, Julie. We appreciate that comment. Um, well, one of first, I want to direct everyone to our website, www.fndusa.org. Can you say it one more time? Sure. www.fndusa.org. We have we are able to even be on Facebook. So all of our projects have a Facebook presence, and we have what over fifteen thousand mm-hmm. on our main page as far Nine. as. Um, um, people that connect with us that follow us Um, and so when we get information from our communities we like to put it on our website and we also do our workshops and put them on Facebook as well like one um, one resource that's going that is on our Facebook page is a young lady um, Victoria at Berkeley Prep who is starting a special needs tennis program with the Special Olympics and I thought, oh, my goodness, how mm-hmm. awesome is that? And I believe she found us just going through social media wow. and finding it. But I, I really wanted to read what she wrote, which is what does it mean to make a positive difference in the world? And where do you see yourself making that positive difference? So she says, if someone asked most teenagers and she's a teenager. Right. By the way, I thought she so, was a student. Yeah, yeah. she's a student she's that a started student this. Who wanted to do this. Um, she saw that there were. There were challenges in the special needs community as far as weight and and putting on weight. And she wanted to make sure that, you know, our kiddos had something to do. So she started this program at Berkeley Prep um, for the special needs um, tennis. Awesome. And one of the things that she puts in her email that she wrote, she says, as Mother Teresa so eloquently stated, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the water to create many ripples. So interested in making a positive difference in our community. And that's what we're about. So our resources are connected to making right. positive mm-hmm. changes, not only for our families, but our communities. too. Right. So if I signed up for your newsletter, yep. I can go to your website, sign up for your newsletter. You would have sent me out. What do you call the list? I would be on your list. Our list, be on list serve. You'll be uh-huh. on our list, sir. So you'll get the, the hot events that are going on in the area. So I would find out about the tennis program. Exactly. Not only right. our events that we're hosting, but other events throughout right. the state of Florida. Definitely. Right. Um, our website is extensive. As Tasha had shared it earlier, we started back in 1985. So our resources are over you know 30 years of collecting these resources. It's broken down to disability-specific resources, yes. statewide resources, we have social stories that you can get online and and download some of these stories to help you walk through some some social situations with your children before they come up. And yes. and we also want to make sure we mention this is that with our social stories, as we mentioned, we have we have young ones that mm-hmm. you know that and we walk in these shoes. So maybe you see a social story and you're like, ah, oh, this isn't really. You know what I need? Well, that, that's send funny. one in. Help us. Yes. <laughs> well, your social story. Yeah, but, but people don't realize you have about 100 social stories here. And the first one is airplane trip. I could have used that a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Did you see our sound bank that we have on the website? Yes. It, okay, the sound bank. That's great for our oh sensory, my. ASD, ADHD family. Yes. Just anybody that even... Uh, 
us as an adult who might have a fear of a sound. Right. But we've got to explain how we got how that started. Oh, God. Yes. Misty, how did the sound? Wait, you got to explain what is a sound bank? A sound bank is where you can click on our website and you literally have a list under every category you can imagine and click on and hear what it sounds like. Yes. Fire engines, a dog. Uh, walking in the rain, um, fire alarms, fire alarms, fire drills. Yes. And how this started was when we were grant writing four years ago. I was very lucky when I when I um I was the administrative assistant as I shared, and I, we were grant writing. And Kathy Powell, our our director up north, shared a story about how her son. All she wanted to do was eat fajitas at Chili's. Right. All she wanted to do with the <laughs> sizzling plate. Couldn't get over that. Yes. Wow. So during during grant writing, I had to be one o'clock in the morning. I think at this point we're sitting there at the table and she's like, wouldn't it be great if we had this sound bank? Yes. And then at the time now he is our director of programs, um, Joseph LaBelle. But at the time he was our youth advocate and he was techie. He's a young guy and he's the one that brought all this technology to us. Yes. And he said, we can make this happen. Next yes. thing you know, it was happening. And it's it's great. It really yeah. is. Well, what's great about your sound back, my first introduction to these type of challenges was um, we had an AB in our neighborhood that was working with a child in our neighborhood that couldn't go to Publix mm-hmm. because of the sliding doors at the grocery store. The, the, the doors, doors would open. And the trip was over. I can't imagine. Anyway, so I'm sure if you had the sliding doors, you could play that. I mean, it almost sounds like torture, but what you're trying to do is the same idea of an allergy shot. You you build up resistance Mm -hmm. to it. But yeah, I mean, you've got... I think Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, he explains it the best. He had this itchy sweater and the itchy sweater, um, his roommate didn't return something on time. And he said, I want you to wear this itchy sweater all day long. So you can walk in my shoes and know what it feels like. How it felt That's to him that day. That's how it feels when I can't, when I don't turn this in on time. Wow. See, now my daughter, um, Christina, is very sensitive to sound and noise. And, and she wasn't allowed to wear headphones during a movie presentation. And that set her into a headache for about eight days. Sure. Right. But for six months, we were dizzy from that experience. From that experience so, alone. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it, we've had it where she's left a theater. I mean, if she's sick, okay, mm-hmm. where she couldn't handle it, IMAX, and then had a seizure. So the overwhelm, so it's not yep. a specific thing. It's just everything together. So it's just amazing what you guys do and all that you've done. I should say you ladies. That's <laughs> We appreciate that. And as as we shared earlier, it's parents, you know, who better to sit down and talk about what you're not sure what to talk about? Because nobody gives us a book, whether our child is diagnosed at birth, diagnosed or or developmental delayed or or diagnosed at 13. We don't know. Nobody says, you know, here's your diagnosis and here's your big book of everybody you're going to need in your future. That doesn't happen. Right. And what I like is you have is called parent to parent, but it's almost to me it seems like a mentoring. It program. definitely is. It's our heartbeat of our project, Tasha. Right. Right, and and it's for those who would like to know more information, just just kind of specialized information, and would want to help other parents on wow. a volunteer basis. Um, we also we partnered with the Learning Academy in the spring at USF. And at yes. USF, card, yes, wonderful. Our intern that came into the office, very very specific. Very wonderful at data. We loved him. (laughs) (laughs) Inputting data. Um, And he became an intricate part of our heartbeat. Okay. Well, let's give him some more. Sure. Let him know where to contact you guys again. Definitely. Definitely. I'm Misty Polaro. And again, with Parent Support Network, you can reach me at 727-523-1130. 
And my email is M-I-S-T-I at F-N-D-F-L dot org. And I am Tasha Littles. My email is T-O-S-H-A at F-N-D-F-L dot org. Phone number 727-523-1130. And please feel free to visit our website, www.FNDUSA.org. Please say that one more time, the website. www.FNDUSA.org. Wow. Thank you, both of you, for being here and sharing all the information that you've gathered over the years. And please make sure you contact them. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.